This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on April 23, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. Now, while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place uh, there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel, yes. And besides all of this, it's now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some of the women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. Um, And... When they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? And that same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. One of my very, very favourite places in Scripture, this text. 
these words, this place in Luke, at the end of Luke's Gospel, and then as we move into the book of Acts, the second part of uh, Luke's story. It's an amazing journey, this one to Emmaus, and back to Jerusalem that the, the disciples make. I love the adventure that they go on. It speaks so many things to me. I don't know about you, if you know this story, this account of what happened that day of the resurrection. It's always been a powerful word to me personally in my journey as a disciple of Jesus. Those times where I've experienced disappointment, for example, perhaps deep hurt, perhaps struggled with grief, and I haven't recognised Jesus right there for me at the time. But in hindsight, always knowing that his promise, I am with you, always stood me in, in a good place. The amazing joy of the ahas, and I don't know, do you have some of these ahas from time to time? Not only in life, but especially in the scriptures, you know, we've, I've read many things over and over and again, and this aha comes. It's such one of God's great joys. And I've always seen this uh, as, 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 a, as a text that actually speaks to our church, for example. You know, the two disciples on the way and Jesus there with them. Um, it speaks to, I think, out the journey that we came as two disciples sort of came together in 1966. That's the story of the Lutheran Church of Australia and New Zealand, isn't it? But I also think of it in times like, you know, when people come together in marriage, that here's the Lord for you. So there's lots of different things that it uh, draws out for me. And perhaps it does for you too. I love this passage so much that it, for the whole month of May, uh, we're going to be dwelling in it. We're going to be dwelling in this because it's, it's so rich with many, many things. We're going to dwell in it as we pick up on a series called Life on the Road with Jesus uh, during May. But today, I want to build on a specific aspect that um, Sue and the children introduced to us. That is sharing this good news, which is in our hearts and in our lives and in our ears. As Jesus comes to us to open our eyes in the scriptures... And our hearts burn, not with heartburn, but with the glow of the gospel in our lives. And today I simply want to encourage you in your witnessing, in your going about life with this good news in you. One of the ways of, of which this happens is when we're together in worship as we come together today, by the way. Have you ever noticed the pattern of our worship? And if you were here last year for the uh, sermon series that we might have had on worship, you might remember this, but we talked about those, those places that are you know, really where we go to in these high points as God is amongst us. First in the Word, that, and that's what happens in our worship, we have here the Gospel readings and the, the readings and the pastor and um, others like the children's address speak to this Word, and then the meal. And that's indeed what happens on the road to Emmaus, doesn't it? It's that pattern. And then what happens after that? What happens in our worship after we, do, we have the meal? We have some thanksgiving time. We have a word of blessing. And what's the last thing that happens in our ears and on our voice? Well, we sing a lovely hymn or song as we go out. But the things that we, we speak before that are... It's a commission to go out, isn't it? Go now. Go out into the world. And, and we say, in the name of Christ or something similar to that, Amen. We go with... This message, we go as who we are in our hearts 
with our voices, with our lives, don't we? When he was at the table with them, and as we'll hear this again uh, today for us, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us. And that same hour, you know, they've been on this journey, hadn't they? Seven miles, I'm sure some of us perhaps walk a lot further than that and, and then some when we do our walks perhaps or whatever. But at that same hour, this says something to me at least, they got up and they went back. And it was, uh, you know, it was getting dark by now. And they, they found their companions gathered together and they said, the Lord has risen indeed. Just as you said back to the children this morning. The disciples, I think, go running back to Jerusalem, as Sue said, to their, to their local place, perhaps. That's the place where they started the journey. And, you know, as we come to the end of Luke and we get into Acts chapter 1, and we'll hear this in just a few weeks' time when we celebrate the ascension here, we'll hear that Jesus says, begin your witnessing in Jerusalem, in this place where you are, this close place, and those people about you. So today I'd simply like to encourage you and me and us together in our Jerusalem or Jerusalems. And the first place I want to take you is this delightful story. Now those of you who are members here will receive a, and thank you Jenny Jones for stepping in and making this possible, receive a Sunday Extra. Hands up if you receive the Sunday Extra. Some of us do. Can I refer to you a delightful story of uh, of people witnessing, uh, as, it's, as told by Heidi, and she also mentions John, and I know there are other people who help here on the grounds doing things. And Heidi tells the delightful story where, um, as she's doing all sorts of wonderful things with, with mowers and the like, that, you know, someone comes along and they wind down their window and they say, good job, lady. <laughs> I want to say good job, lady, and to all of you who are involved, good gospel job. People are seeing the heart of, of, of these Christians inside this building. Unwinding the window, people speak to Heidi. I think where this text is coming for me is it's not only just unwinding our windows, but it's opening the door and us going out to the people. That's a good example of how this might naturally happen. But there are some other ways that we're also doing some, a little bit of planning around, and I'd just like to share those with you this morning. First of all, I'd like to invite Gary Tepper to come and join me. Now, Gary um, does many wonderful things here at St Paul's. One of those things is that he is the chairperson of our mission coordinating team. And Gary, I'm wondering as you join, thank you for joining me and joining us and speaking today. Can you um, let us know just what this mission coordinating team's all about and some of the things involved? Sure, Neville. Um, just to go back a step, um, it was encouraging um, that when over the, the past year our um, congregation was, was keen to respond to the call of, of um, to be God's witness to the world, um, a call that we heard from Jesus in, in Acts 1.8, as uh, Neville mentioned before, to be a, a, a witness um, with the power of the Holy Spirit in our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
Um, and in doing so, um, the congregation developed a mission plan, which um, was approved by the congregation to um, guide us in a number of um, various activities and also to establish a, a mission coordinating team. Now, the team's role is, um, is to work with and, and equip the congregation um, as together we share the gospel message of Jesus' love for all to those in our everyday lives and to those further afield. Um, just to remind you, the, the, the team includes um, David Bergman, Kenny Nung, uh, Kawai Nung, Stanley Pitakala, Anka Stamanescu, um, myself and Pastor Neville. Okay, thank you. So um, if you'd like to learn more about that, you can speak to any one of us and you've got uh, Gary and I um, to visualise. If you're not sure who those people are, we can introduce you to them as well. Could you tell us uh, what uh, some of the things that the team sees that might be priorities for us at St Paul's in our witnessing coming up? Yeah, sure. Um, we, um, we, we've sat down and we've identified five priorities that we'd like um, the congregation to be involved with um, in, the, in the short term. Um, so these include the, the partnership arrangements that we have with GKPS Jalen Genderol Sertiman congregation in North Sumatra and also with the Bethlehem congregation Nataria um, Hermansburg. So that's that's one and we've been doing um, we've, we've been doing um, making some progress along those lines. Uh, second one is the cross-cultural liaison with the Chinese Lutheran Church of Victoria. Thirdly, is reaching out into our uh, neighbouring, uh, in our immediate neighbourhood. Uh, next is uh, building a, a welcome culture here at St Paul's, uh, building on the welcoming culture. Um, and finally, equipping our congregation members to be involved in missional activities. Um, importantly, um, we're concentrating on reaching our, our neighbours, our, our Jerusalem. Um, while this includes the eight and a half thousand people um, in Box Hill for where our church is centrally located, it also includes for each of us our neighbours um, where we live and also our families, our friends, our social acquaintances and our work colleagues. So we're, um, we're in the early stages of planning an event to open up our church so that our neighbours can be invited and welcome to come along and then learn more about us and of course we will learn more about them. Mm. And I think we'll have some people that will tell us a little bit more about that, uh, those plans in a moment. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the Gospel Fluency Workshop, Gary? Sure. Um, we understand that, um, that, that most people, uh, for most people it's, it's daunting um, to share our faith and to invite people um, even our families to come along to church and be involved in what we do here. And that we all need some encouragement and a few ways and means in our toolbox to help us along this road. Um, to this end, last October, Pastor Nathan Head uh, ran a workshop attended by 11 congregation members on how to share the gospel. It received some very positive um, feedback um, and therefore we are planning to hold uh, a repeat with, uh, performance and we'd encourage everyone to attend um, when, when we have a, a firm date and we'll, we'll be letting you know and, um, 
advertising that widely at that time. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Can we thank Gary for... Um, and as I say, um, you can speak with any one of us. And if you don't, didn't get that inside uh, the um, Sunday Extra story too, I'll photocopy that for you today if you, if you haven't received that as well. But speak to any one of us. I do want to delve in just a little bit further into this gospel fluency workshop because uh, Pastor Nathan uh, leads a fantastic uh, uh, morning time together, which I think is really worth investing in. And we'll, as Gary said, we'll let you know more about dates as they come. But I'm going to invite another couple of people up, David and Trina, if you'd like to come and join me now, just to um, tell you, whet your appetites a little bit more about this. And as we work out the date for the workshop, you'll hear more and more. But um, the, David, Trina, welcome. If I can invite you to jump up here. Thank you. And um, I'm wondering if I might ask one of you just to kick us off. And Trina, seeing you're at the mic there then to tell us a little bit more about um, what happens at a Gospel Fluency Workshop. Thank you. Yeah, um, the, the Gospel Fluency Workshop provided us some, with some really practical skills about fa sharing faith with people that we come across just in our daily lives. Um, and not only the talking part, but it also encouraged listening and generous listening um, to people that, that, we, that we see every day, everywhere we go. Um, and so we also learnt that along with generous listening, daily prayer, um, about asking God for, for courage and to recognise the opportunities as, as we come across them um, to share our faith. So was there anything that really struck you in, in amongst all that learning? Yeah, I, I learnt that in our lives we have a network of really significant relationships and each of us has a different network. Um, and so we don't need to go anywhere special to find the people who we can share our faith with. Uh, they're in our lives already. And I found it good to be aware of this and pray that I see the opportunities that God places before me. Mm, thanks, Trina. And Dave, how about for you? Um, there's a learning there, and I suppose it's always been there, that the Holy Spirit is always at work in some way or another, whether we understand it or not, or whether it's in our time frame or, or his time mm. frame, that, and to, to have faith and trust in that. Um, as well, that it's a journey. Yeah. It, it uh, will happen in, in God's time and in their time. And just if we can be even a small part of that journey or journey along with them as well, and let the Holy Spirit do its work in that time as well, was, was um, very much a learning uh, and to take away. Wonderful. Thank you. And any other helpful things that uh, came out of the workshop for you? Yep. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I, I just found it helpful that we were given practical uh, examples that we can use to explain the gospel and that this workshop it wasn't just, just a talk fest. Um, it was really equipping us with, with real life tools um, to go out into the world that we already live in. Bless you. Thank you, Trina. And Dave, anything else from you? Yeah, some of those conversation starters um, and, and really taking the time to, to listen and understand where people are at mm. and, and what might be some of the ways of getting those conversations going. Yeah, good, good. All right. Tremendous. Um, and Dave, while, you, while we've got you, can I ask you to maybe um, whet our appetites a little bit too and share something of 
the opportunities for us, perhaps in a little bit more distant future, to welcome people here to St Paul's. Yeah, thanks, Neville. Yeah, you heard in Gary's um, priorities for the mission team, this welcoming community at St Paul's is something that we really want to continue to grow. And um, we want people to feel safe and comfortable and loved and secure, you know, as they come into our building and uh, worship with us on Sundays and the other activities. And whether that's somebody that's coming for the first time yeah. or the 100th time or comes here every week or maybe every few months, we want them to feel like this is a, a safe and welcome place um, for them. And that's really, it's not just a job for the people with the green tags that welcome out the front or the ushers. Uh, we, we want that to really to be a welcoming place. That That's a job for everyone in our community, in the pews on, on Sundays. Everyone has different ways and styles mm. too in, in doing that and, and just to embrace that. Um, that it can be the little things, it can be the, the conversation of, oh, we haven't met before. Well, I don't think we've met before and see where the conversation goes for there. Be little things are helping people find a seat in church. Yeah. The, the gaps that we leave in churches, how do we create that, that welcome that everyone feels really secure? Helping people find their kids out to fish. Oh, what is fish, by the way? You know, that's, that's our young children's yeah. ministry, helping them find to that cup of coffee. Um, another thing that the mission team's working on is... That, that ministry to our Jerusalem, our local community. So we've been doing the letter drops and the things like that for Christmas and Easter. We're working on a plan for a, an open day or an open house, opening this place on a, a Saturday, having a barbie, having a coffees, morning tea, maybe a bit of a Q&A session, grill the pastor kind of stuff as well, tour of the, of the church and point out all the, um, the interesting things in the iconography. No connection to the barbecue and the grilling <laughs> of the pastor, um, by the way. So that's something we're working on now. And that's also a way that we want to explain to the community what's happening in our redevelopment as well. So, and um, the way they might be able to feel welcome in this facility and use the facility. So we'll be looking for volunteers uh, in that space in the coming months. So um, come and have a chat to any of the mission team around that. Fantastic, thank you. Would you thank David and Trina? Thank you, bless you both. I find that all of this uh, very encouraging and absolutely exciting. I pray that as you hear and learn more, um, you might find the same and the opportunities there for you. The Emmaus story speaks to us of, in so many ways of our journey through life. Our crucified and risen Lord Jesus comes to you, comes to me, comes to us as disciples on the journey together. He teaches us in the word. He will host us in a moment at this table and he will equip you and me so that we can be his witnesses where we're called in our Jerusalem and even beyond to the ends of the earth. So, fellow Easter disciples, are you ready? Jerusalem awaits. God calls, Jesus equips. What are we waiting for? Amen. And God's peace guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.